Bench Podcast, a podcast about woodworking, good times, and general jackassery. With your hosts, Jess of Jess Build It, Colton of Colt Crit, and Ross of RNC Woodworking and Design. You can find us all on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And now for episode four, Hard Target. Hard Gentlemen, target. Hard Target, what is that? Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been trying to go with like 80s into 90s action movie titles for the themes of our shows. Gotcha. So we've had like the smell of fear. We've had over the top. Now we have hard target. It's just been something I've enjoyed doing because my, uh, my childhood was just full of awful, awful uh, action movies back in the day. See some of those ones that I used to watch were like my favorite that I can't even find anywhere on any of the like Ruskies. There was a show, these kids, all these little boys lived in this town and it was like, it was like a military town and this Russian submarine like lost a sailor and he washed up on shore and then they like protected him and they were like, Heather, watch this synchronized. I thought it was so cool. I love that movie. I used to watch it all the time. It's a very different thing than Red Dawn, which is where the Russians invaded via Colorado, which seems like the most apropos place in the country to start an invasion. Yeah, kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they drink deer blood. I remember that. Yep. Good yeah. thing Charlie Sheen was there to stop him. <laughs> That's right. Man, hey, update on the uh, the early times. Though so I actually am on my second bottle this week. Uh, well, <laughs> not, not, this is since we talked last. Since we talked last, uh, Crystal actually said it was one of the best cocktail whiskeys she's had in a while. I I really liked it. So it I. I drank it. I can drink it straight. Um, not consistently, you know, normally I'll maybe a few ice cubes, but, um, mixing it in the Concord dandy with that ginger beer and cherry. It is spot on hundred proof. Dandy? Oh yeah. What is that? Yep. We yeah, used to live on Concord street and then the dandy yeah. was basically a mule with cherry. Oh, yeah. Dandy donkey is like yeah. a cherry meal, I believe. Yeah. And so we did like a whiskey cherry meal. We actually did it with Grants originally, me and uh, my old roommate. That does sound pretty fantastic. Like, first of all, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want, we can start looking at um, some options of you know whiskey recommendations. I was actually Absolutely. texting back and forth. What do you with- know about whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, clearly. Besides everything. Uh, I was texting back and forth with some of the, the guys from WorkbenchCon that were uh, the whiskey heads that I met. And um, we were talking about honey holes in different towns and where to find the best selection and what they were looking for. Because every state that I cover has a different selection of whiskey. So I try and kind of keep things in mind as far as what people are looking for on the harder harder to find ones. Hmm. So. All right. Hey, but, so recommendation for next week. What do we got? Uh, price range? Uh, we can bump it up. <laughs> More than 25 bucks. Okay. <laughs> um. Are you looking for a cocktail whiskey or a straight up whiskey? Mm. So a good cocktail whiskey. Cocktail whiskey. Uh, I know this last my... one was a this last one was a cocktail whiskey. Uh, how about a, a straight up whiskey? Straight up whiskey. Hmm. Let me get back to you on that. I'm going to think about it throughout the show. Plus, it'll entice the listeners to follow along a little longer. <laughs> but with that in mind, I actually it. wanted to throw out some kudos to start this episode. Uh, for those of you who have just been kind of joining in, since we started podcasting, 
Colton has had a backlog of 30 plus cornhole boards that he was making. And apparently this podcast has been the swift kick in the ass that he needed to get things rolling. Mm -hmm. And first of all, he is posting left and right on his stories on Instagram. And he is cranking out some unbelievable work. And I wanted to give credit where it's due. Colton, you are crushing it out there. And on top of it, I feel like a proud papa just looking over and being like, yep, that's my boy. He's doing some great things over there. So keep up what you're doing. And I would love to hear an update as to where things are at on that that body count, if you will, and or the hit list, whatever you want to call it. So it's 60 boards, right? 30 orders. 30 pairs, yes. Yeah, so yeah. 60 boards, right? Yeah, what's mm-hmm. up? All right, well, we're down to maybe like 22. I, I got a handful right now in the paint booth that, that need to just get boxed up and shipped. Um, right now, that's been a pitch point is uh, staying on top of the, the polyurethane sprain. But yeah, so actually, I had my sister in town uh, on Thursday. And, you know, I pull old nighters here and there. And I was finally, you know, caught up on at least responding to customers right there wasn't anyone waiting on a response and i was like you know what i'm just gonna document it and we went nuts and um we were like dancing on on our stories and stuff it it was a lot of fun um we did crystal in the shop as well helping out but yeah it felt really good to get back to posting again and because i haven't posted jack really since uh since since our initial video the, the big blow up. Um, it's just been head down. Like, it was hard to justify spending time editing and posting, recording anything else whenever I was behind. But you know, it's going to see a lot at the end of the tunnel posting again. It feels really good. It, it makes it feel a lot less lonely in there whenever uh, I'm post stuff and people are appreciating it. And it, it it's n- more neat than just to the people who are getting the boards because uh, we're making way different boards than we were eight months ago. And yeah, and but yeah, also, yeah, I have my sister in town, uh, not her now to where whenever she's pouring resin, I only have to check in at a few crucial parts. But outside of that, I don't even touch it. And so, yeah, having her in town for four days has been a blessing. So she comes to vacation and you put her to work. (laughs) (laughs) But she came in town specifically for Cornwall. I was like, all right, Lynn, uh, grab a coffee, let's get to work. Where does she live? And uh, uh, she's in College Station right now, okay, yeah. She yeah. seemed to enjoy it from what I could tell on the thing. It is fun playing with resin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should have been wearing a respirator more, honestly. But, yeah. And it was good. But, yeah, uh, I had led us some interesting uh, conversations with customers as well, like them asking about, like, different parts of the resin. Because resin, it's not straightforward, man. There's so many factors that can mess it up. You know, temperature, humidity, uh I guess that's it. <laughs> no, mixing time, how fast you mix it. Uh, it. It's just so many little things that can go wrong. And it's just like a big cocktail to make it go right. Like the time that you like stir it once it's in the mold and pop the bubbles, you know, with their blowtorch and can't do it too close together, whatever. And then not even to mention the pigments, man. But you know, I've been keeping a good log of like uh, scoops of pigment per uh, per ounce but one thing oh here's a little nugget i when pouring resin like we're mixing like just the powdered mica powders into 
the resin. Like it comes with like this little like scoop, like what like a little popsicle stick scoop, like something you'd get with a little bluebell ice cream cup. I love and ice cream. Very good ice cream. But those just they're they're not accurate, man. Like uh heat a yeah, small heat can be a lot different from a big heap. So one thing I did was I got like little uh tablespoon measures like and it starts at a quarter of a tablespoon and goes down to eight sixteenth thirty second and it's allowed me to get a lot more accurate on getting you know obviously accurate colors and keeping a good log of that that's really helped out a lot especially with being quick because i can get within one or two scoops off the bat instead of having to keep adding uh, to get the color right but yeah that's huge it's, um so yeah. i know resin is very expensive comparatively speaking to some things and i noticed probably maybe this is would be good for the podcast listeners you have i noticed you do this little thing with a stick when you're like you've got these complex uh things that you're pouring and i'm assuming you're doing some sort of measuring to figure out how much resin to make so you don't waste too much oh can you yeah, explain that. that yeah so i uh, on all these cornhole boards, we're pouring about 0. 0.43 inches deep. And about 0.43? About 4.3, not 0. 0.431. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, it, there, there are some two. factors. Like if there's any bow in the board, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it can cut shallower or deeper or different parts, you know, if, it, if it's on level. <clears throat> it was, it was but, sarcasm uh, in case you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, I'll take that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it should technically be 0. 0.43. Well, on a good carve, it's 0. 0.43 deep. And gotcha. so that stick is exactly one inch wide and uh, whatever the length is to equal uh, just 60 milliliters. Exactly. Like just oh. from like a square a cubic inches. Right. So 0.43 times one inch times, I think it's like six and five eighths long or something like that. Don't check my math on that. Gotcha. But it, uh, it works. And so um, I just cut that little spare piece of Walnut and cause Whenever you're pouring into like a complicated shape, you know, it's really hard to estimate accurately, right. Right. Much, which I was actually wondering, there's got to be an app or a program out there that can take an image and give you the, the volume or just like the, the, the square, the area, but I haven't found one yet. I honestly I haven't really looked, but I was just thinking about the other day, like that would save me a lot of time, but yeah, so I take that stick and I just kind of measure it out on top, like draw little squares around the stick and then kind of guesstimate from there. But it allows me to be a lot more accurate and we have a lot less wasted resin at the end of pours. Or yeah. even worse, you don't have enough resin and yeah. you need to try to mix a small cup of resin but then match the color exactly. Right. And that can go right. south really easy, add some variability and waste time. But yeah, um, so that's the the stick method. Yeah, yeah. Because if you never made one before, you wouldn't know exactly how much to make. Yeah, that's pretty nifty. That's pretty nifty. Yeah, so yeah, essentially, that, you're, when you're tracing it around in some of the shapes, you're basically counting like I'm going to need how many cubic inches of this. So you know, yeah. if there's like six of those sticks that fit in there, they would mm -hmm. be six times it, sixty milliliters. Be, yeah, which would be about twelve ounces. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, sixty milliliters. Yeah, about about two ounces. Yeah. Okay. Two That's... point two point zero two ounces. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, just count count the sticks, make it easy. That's pretty Which, good. Uh, like, I don't know did you learn that from somebody, or did you just figure that out? I just figured that out. See. We got a bunch of little stuff like that. That uh, like once you once I've been doing the same project over and over again for eight months, you uh, you pick up on little little things to make it easier along the way. And that's one of them. I like it. That's, that's pretty yeah, cool. But uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh, uh, Crystal and Linda. Uh, Linda being my sister. Um, Crystal's the wife. So they uh, they they didn't get it at first, and they thought I just looked like a crackhead, like bent over the, <laughs> the top of this cornhole board, just like trying to measure it out, like moving it real fast, and like marking on a little notepad, ticks on notepad, and um, yeah, they call it the crackhead method, but I call it the stick method. So I think it's 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 like a story stick. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, oh, another so, thing I started doing, um, like, I know it's not really a story thing. Story is supposed to be more raw and just taken from your phone. But I started doing some voiceovers. And, I um, see that. Did you? Oh, it's a lot of those it? were like 4, 4.30 in the morning. So I was just barely hanging in there. I was just you know, running, running the end of the, end of the night buzz. But uh, it felt good. Like, it, you know, the first few uh, did a whole lot of retakes and everything but it yeah it felt good um because i yeah i've never done a voiceover in any of our other things but with uh us looking at getting needing to get onto youtube that's i think that's going to be necessity and it is it, it it felt good it's it's a totally different mindset when you're doing it because you're filming everything and then obviously you have to go back and tell everybody what you were filming and what you were thinking while you were filming Mm -hmm. So I want you next time you're doing it to pretend that you're either Morgan Freeman or David Attenborough. <laughs> Here he is explaining to us the joys of resin. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to send you my videos and let yes, you blind, you blind to react to it. Every no, hey, let's, let's, do, let's do one like that. I'm just going to have you blind react to me making something ridiculous. Done. But that oh, is actually hey, a great idea. Did y'all see that story? Um, oh, shoot. I, I was just editing up the finished product of it, uh, the finished product video. But of that board that it was maple, and I carved in like the, the crazy like infinity loop. Yeah. What was that? You, was that so just a that, random one you were trying? So that I've was seen a that shape online before. Yeah. I, I just stole it as I stock photo from, from Google. But I, uh, I made that into a charcuterie board. It was awesome. So super easy too. Uh, well, I mean, not as easy as just a regular charcuterie board. But <clears throat> so I, after that, I poured resin in and we put uh, um, this uh, like black alcohol ink. Yeah. And, but as we, so we started on the outside rings and as we got closer to the center, we kept adding more drops. And so it gradient, it gets darker to the inside. I saw that. And then once we did that, I took it to the planer and planed down both sides to where the resin was clear through. Yeah. And then I threw it on the CNC and carved out like a, a longer charcuterie board shape with a handle on top and then sanded the heck out of it and oiled it. And it it turned out great. Um, so it was actually a donation for Dress for Success, which is a so crystal does a bunch of uh, these volunteer organizations. And this one in particular, they help. Um, oh, I hope I don't butcher this. They they help. <clears throat> like underprivileged women, like uh, 
get jobs, right? Get job placement and like mm-hmm. so like um like they'll get them a suit or and other stuff like that. They they do a lot. Yep. But um so they had a big event today and that was our donation. We always we donate every year to it. And um yeah, yeah, so that was our donation and she said it was a hit. That's awesome. And she was she was sitting there asking me for price and I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, like I don't know. I, I threw a price out and she's like, We've literally sold less complicated boards for like fifty bucks more than that. I'm like, Oh crap. Okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, raise it, raise the price on that. But but yeah, I expect to sell some of those going forward, which those would be a lot more simple than cornhole boards. I'll say that. Yeah, that's for right. sure. But yeah, yeah I, I, can, I can't wait to send y'all a picture of it. it. It'll be cool. Oh, we, we should put one on the on on the we should. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I, that way, cool our tens with... of fans can see it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All six of them. Yeah, but uh, we did a cool thing with a flashlight where I turned the lights off in the shop, and then I had a flashlight. And we like stood the board up and like it did like a 360 around the board with yeah. the flashlight. And so you can see it from the front. And then as the flashlight goes to the back, you can see it kind of hitting different shadows and uh, be clear through all the way around. Huh. So it is pretty neat. I was trying to edit it out because you can, we were in a hurry. Like this was wrapping it up, like we threw oil on it like 20 minutes before Crystal took it to go. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were last minute, last minute. But which is my life right now. But yeah, so uh, I was trying to edit out Crystal's finger from the video. But once I get that done, we'll uh, we'll get it on there. We'll be okay. What is your what has it been like for you lately? Like when are you sleeping? Yeah. Uh, well, today I snagged a nap from like eleven to one, eleven to something like okay. that. So I slept a little bit today. I, I try to get a nap before this just so I'd be more fresh for the podcast. So fresh and so clean. I, I feel great. I feel great. Feel well, like... I got I got an early times cocktail right here too, so it's kind of helping out. But oh yeah, when, yeah. Do you feel like it's better working in the evenings because it's not so hot? Um. Yeah. Uh. No. I mean, really, anytime at night, I I like honestly get my best work done because my phone's not going off and yeah, like it, it's just me out there. I like it. It's quiet. I like getting mm-hmm. up at like two and three in the morning sometimes and it's just quiet and I can sit and everybody's asleep and my phone's not ringing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's calling and I can just like look through things and think through things and make notes and decide it's like my favorite drink coffee, you know, drink a whole pot of coffee, like whatever I want to do. And just, I don't know, a lot of people, a lot of people, I know older people that do that because they just like that quiet time in the morning by themselves. So yeah, waking up at three in the morning, that's a, that's an old person thing. Well, yes. If you go to, I'll yeah, just I go stay to up till three. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are in my bedtime right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you're Eastern. That's right. Oh gosh, we go to bed. I try to go to bed at eight thirty, and I usually go to sleep by about nine thirty. But I, you know, she, my wife gets up at five, so mm. I try to get up around five thirty six with her. Doesn't always happen, but and get out and get going because it takes me thirty forty five minutes to get to work. So. Well, there yeah. you go. I wanted to well, let you guys know that um, apparently, since our last podcast, I have hit it. And then by by hit it, I mean I've officially gotten to the point where I now have internet trolls. And that to me means yes. a success. Congrats, Excellent. brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. 
Taking a bow. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Um, you know, it's they tell you everything happened, you did wrong. It's happened on two separate videos that both went viral in their own way. So the first one was literally on, just, uh, Instagram or what platform? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, so on the meta suite as it is, so both Instagram and Facebook, mostly Facebook, um, the first video is where I started to get more hatred, if you will. Uh, and it was All literally right. just me ironing on edge banding onto the edge of a piece of plywood. Okay. And it's like a six second video of me putting on some edge banding. Yeah. I and that's it. That. Yeah. What'd you do wrong? literally nothing i've had a whole bunch of people that <laughs> that really enjoyed it but i had one guy that was like i would never hire this hack and i don't know you i don't just, know who he is no not a clue so i i literally just responded back with thank you very much uh or thank you so much with the heart emoji because there why you not? go and that set him yeah. off in a way that no. i thought was hilarious he literally then started posting links to um my Instagram and my Facebook oh, and all these people. It's like, gotta be a kid. I, it seems like it's an older guy. He's just angry, but <clears> so like he got super angry about it and started like coming after me. And I, I thought it was funny in all honesty, but then all these people came to my rescue and they're like, none of us care what you think. Or <laughs> why is he a hack? He's putting on edge banding on a piece of plywood. Like, I don't understand. Like, so it's been this back and forth. But the back and forth commentary is what's driving up the views. So that video, yeah. like the most views I had ever gotten on a Facebook video was like 1,800, maybe 2,000. This one's over like 30,000 views, which is awesome. Oh yeah. God. And then the <laughs> second interaction, one. Baby. Yeah. And then the second one, um, I did this. I initially posted it on Instagram, but I posted it on all the other platforms, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all of it. But on TikTok, for some reason, it is literally just a, a video for five seconds of me using a track saw, putting an edge line on a slab. And I put up a fun fact of woodworking, and it just said, fun fact, Ikea uses 1% of the world's wood annually. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then underneath it, it said, buy from a local woodworker. I did not disparage Ikea in any way. I did not downgrade what they make. It was just a fact about woodworking. And then I put, obviously, buy from your local woodworker. The amount of back and forth that people are doing on this video. There's like 40,000 views on this thing already. And it's just flying around of like nonsense. And I haven't done a thing. I haven't commented on anything. I've just let it go. But for some reason, it's getting pushed. And people are now like starting to yell on, at each other on there, which I think is hilarious. Because once again, there was nothing disparaging in there. But I thought I've officially hit it now, success-wise, where I have vi uh, videos going viral from people trying to troll me. So that's, I thought, pretty fun. Hey, very that, dude, very awesome. Yeah, uh, TikTok can be weird like that too, man. Just um, yeah, for no reason, blow up sometimes. I've had some people from, I'm assuming Eastern Europe, because they have very Eastern European names, literally just type in the comments their name. So like you know, Ilya Bratislav has joined the conversation, and that's <laughs> that's their whole comment. 
<laughs> I'm like, thanks, Ilya. That's wonderful. But yeah. So uh, it's, you know, well, it's fun. funny because IKEA stuff to me, I think a lot of their designs are kind of neat. Yeah, a they are. And is really neat. I don't like the particle board thing, but yeah. No, but that's also how they make it a flat packable product. Right. And it's it's supposed to be fast furniture. Right. It's inexpensive. Yeah. And right. they are replanting trees. I never disparaged that. I never said they weren't. Right. But right. I just think it's fun that they, here's your fun fact. And then people went nuts. Yeah. So anything, so, anything well, else I, going on? So, yeah. So two things, actually. Number one, both of them happened today. It's been a weird day for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I got a call at like 745 this morning from the customer where I dropped off the ePay bench. And it's also the same customer that I made the outdoor slab table for that I delivered this past weekend or the weekend prior. Mm -hmm. He called me up at 745 this morning. He's like, hey, just want to let you know we love the new table. Would you be able to make us some ePay benches like stools for underneath this new table? And I was like, I I guess I still have a little bit of ePay from the last build. So let me see what I can do. So I actually have to do some, uh, some planning as far as um, designs and what I'm going to do. And I think I have an idea of what I want to do, but it's going to take a little bit of time. It's just funny that I now get to do some more dusty fart work. Yeah. More splinters, yeah. more splinters, yeah. more dusty fart work, but I know I'm what I'm doing. Forward to my dusty fart work. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the other customer that called me up today is the one where I had built those doors out of red oak and then yes, installed the them all. Work. And then I had to put the, the foam core board over them. Yeah. She finally had them painted this weekend and she sent me pictures. She's like, these doors look awful. I would have much preferred having like pre-made engineered laminate doors instead. And mm. I was like, why is that? She's like, well, you can see the grain and all this. You can see, um, and, and these foam pieces that you put on, they look terrible. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking to myself, but those are what you wanted on there. So I, when I get back into town, I'm going to have to go take a look. She sent me pictures. It literally looks like the person who did the painting did zero prep work. I'm talking, uh, he just took these things, did not do any like, um, grain filler. Did you got all do, the blame for it. Oh, of course. Uh, but either way, he did zero prep and Are they uh, bleeding. No, you can see the grain through it, but she wanted it to look just finished. So I actually was going to ask you guys what you thought just specifically. Do you think <clears throat> I should use like, get it, bring the doors back, sand them down, uh, like fill in all the grain with wood filler uh, no. and, or deep penetrating epoxy or something, and then come back. My my suggestion would be this. First of all, the foam thing, how did that, did you get it fit really tight? I mean, is there like an edge? Well, the problem like is in the it, panels? It put, we put it on top of the inset panels I had already made. I understand. So the, but they were a little thicker than what the reveal was on those insets. So now they stick out like an eighth yeah. of an inch. So it, it just looks strange. And it yeah. did when we put them on because it's yeah. foam board. But yeah. Well, Man. no. As far as does that part bother her? Yes. Okay. Then that's got to go. Yeah. She doesn't like what's underneath it. 
No, because when I made the fluted panels underneath it, the fluting went in and she wanted the fluting to come out. So she wanted like ridges. Yes. I've never heard of such a thing. Um, I'll send you guys some pictures afterwards. So as far as the grain, that's the only part I can help you with. I don't know about the other part with that, that right. foam board so let's, coming out. Let's past. start with that. The grain, <clears throat> buy a high build primer. Buy a high build primer, prime it, a really good one that like gets, you know, like almost chalky when you sand it. Yeah. And spray it with high build primer, let it dry, sand it, and give two thick coats of primer on it and sand them, and that'll fill in almost all the grain. Okay. That's right. That's kind of figured. And not to mention, I worry about red oak bleeding through paint anyway. So if they didn't, it didn't get sealed with something first because all the tannins in it. If it's like, what color is it? White? I mean, some of it's kind of pink. Yeah. I You, you got to get some sort of sealer, like a Kills oil-based. Yeah. Or a Kills, like two or whatever the heck. There's a Kills that they make that, um, if you read the back of it, specifically made for cedar. I think it's the one in the gold can. Okay. And what's and the benefit of using that? It blocks all tannins. It blocks like cedar tannins, which are the worst. So it'll block any tannins pretty much. And so, and that's also a high build primer, of course. I don't even know if you can spray it. Yeah, you've got an airless, right? Uh, you got like a Graco, like a little. No, nothing. I use I use an air compressor for mine. If you can figure out some way to spray it without thinning it down too much, but um, it doesn't work if you thin it. Should I? But, just roll you it can on roll then. it. Yeah, if you can keep it moist in the room. Yeah, like if it's not like in the sun or something, you can oh, no, just roll it. I can it. keep it inside. I'm good. Yeah, just roll it and with like a really fine nap roller, like a 3-8 microfiber roller, and then just let it, you know, sit level and yeah. really put the paint on there and let it dry and then just take you some 220 and, it's, and your sander and just go over it and then let that dry and clean it off really good and do it again. And it'll fill in most of the grain. I don't know what to tell you about the foam panels. I'll send you guys some pictures. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to do that while we're talking here because I think you guys will appreciate it. Is, yeah, it, is the paint glossy? Um, the finish, mm, I guess. You call it. No. Like no. a semi-gloss or like a matte? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay, here. so somewhere in between, sure. Gotcha. I mean, maybe. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to forward this over to you guys. You'll probably get it as we're sitting here talking. And uh, I'd be curious to hear some of your feedback. Oh, it just says forward. All right. Here's another question I have for you. Oh, well, that doesn't look so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that looks neat. I like the way the foam board looks. She does not, so okay. I have um, to readdress that with her. But either way, I have some ideas. And in all honesty, if it comes to having oh God, to build some different doors and have somebody CNC the ridges the way she wants, then we'll we'll go down that path. So can you sell those doors if you take them? Uh, probably not, because those are the ones that the openings of the doors were not true at all. And I had to mill Can you everything. square them up and get them smaller? Feasibly, yes. You know, and sell it as a smaller set? Yeah. Those are pretty, man. Thank you. 
I don't like the foam board though. Uh, I mean, it's as good as it's as you know what you know. Like you could caulk around those edges. I hate to say that that word. I could also put like a small piece of like trim around. Now it. you're thinking, put a piece of trim around it, and that kind of that, boxes it in. Yeah, even on the top and bottom too, on the outside. Is that a closet? Mm. Yeah. So Are there's multiple. There's yeah, they're two sided, uh, and there's also a. a third set of doors so there's technically three sets of those doors yeah the trim would be the best yeah just put a piece of like quarter inch trim around it and show her what it would look like before you start okay all i right. think that's a great idea but the high build primer will get rid of almost all that okay cool yeah for sure hey, i got i got I a would... question for you so oh sorry you're good Go ahead. Ahead. all right cool so on dealing with unhappy customers from a business aspect trying to ethically handle these customers Whenever there's two parties involved, like so this third party painter, do you just eat crow right there and you take all the blame or do you try to just be straight up with her? Like he should have done a little bit better on the painting or how'd you, how'd you handle that? So with I haven't, uh, I'm going to address that with her this week, more than likely Friday, Saturday. Um, my plan in all honesty is to say, because when, when she and I talked, I was driving and couldn't take a look at the pictures. So I told her I would, I would look at the pictures. I would speak to some people I know that have a lot of finishing uh, experience and we would go from there. In all honesty, I was under the impression that the painter was going to do all of the prep work. So for instance, on the trim that I did in her house, I used pin nails to minimize the amount of nail holes that would need to be filled, but mm -hmm. I did not go around and fill all of said nail holes because that is typically mm -hmm. something the painter does. Mm -hmm. And they like the finish that they can get off of that. And so I figured the same thing would happen here. And I plan on, in all honesty, being honest with her and saying, I, was, I built these under the assumption that it was going to be done a certain way. They clearly were not done a certain way. And this is something that I can rectify in this method. And it's going to cost X amount of dollars or so many hours. And I can estimate what it'll cost. But I think in all honesty, I'm going to have to have that conversation and say, I built everything to the spec that you asked me to build it to. And now, unfortunately, whether you're happy with it or not, based upon the discussions we initially had i met all of your expectations prior and now your expectations have changed and so i am happy to rectify the situation but it will cost more money slash labor and time to be able to make whatever you want done correctly and i'm happy to do it but yes can we can can i ask you how can you say how much you charged for these doors or do you not want to tell you that um, because I would say that there are some spots like in the red oak where there's just like anomalies in the wood, yeah, that don't look particularly good. Um, yes, but and, maybe and... that's also the picture, like on the right side on that one thing. So you know, if it was all stained and and clear cut or whatever, it would have looked amazing. But correct, the fact that they painted it, that grain raised up. He didn't sand in between coats. Correct. Like you got a lot of stuff going and, on. And that's exactly it. So essentially when I built these, I built them with the, under the impression that he was going to do all that 
that grain raising and the sanding and the filling, but Mm-mm. that wasn't done. He literally just painted it, and I think he put two coats of white paint on it and called it a day. Yeah, that's all he did. And do you so, know who the painter is? Or? I do not. Yeah. No. Yeah, it'll get into a war if you start putting one trade against. Oh another. no, and I'm I'm not yeah. going to do that. It's always and, the problem. And I am happy to go back and fix it, but I'm not going to fix it for free because I had met prior expectations. Yeah, I mean, he should have caulked around the edges of the foam board because right. you can literally see the the paint like drips in between it. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you say, listen, this is what I would do. These are still good doors. Let's put some trim around it. Let me touch up a couple things. I'll put a high build primer on it so the grain is not so defined. I'll do one door. And if you like it, we'll continue with the rest. If you like it, we'll do the rest of them. Yeah, don't do all of them and then her not like them again. I like that plan. I didn't think about doing only one door to see how she liked it. Here's here you go. Here you go, sugar. Yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, suck eggs. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't say that. But the whole the whole thing with the fluting bugs me because technically, like if you fluted, did you flute that many flutes? Yeah. With the router? Yep. Oh my God, that's so close together. Yeah. So Yeah, so I, mine mine basically were the opposite. Mine were concave where those are convex. I get it. I get it. And that is so she wanted but I mean technically yours should have looked should have been fine. Yep. Yours should have been fine. So well, it is what it is, and I'll deal with it. But it's uh you know, to your point, Colton, it's it's a discussion that Unfortunately, in our our line of work, all of us will have to have at some point, whether it's something that we messed up or something that um, something that somebody else messed up. And I have learned in life, it's not a question of who did it. It's a question of who fixes it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I do know that. that every time I've ever been on any job, you know how like the next trade always blames the previous trade. For something every single time, yeah, well, especially in construction. Yeah. Or if you come behind to to do like one carpenter's there, and then there's another carpenter, and they're like, "Oh, he didn't do this right," and da da da, and they always, but I mean, it's just like this constant barrage. And sometimes it's true. Yep. But but it's just like, what's the point? Yep. Like you know, you're supposed to be able to fix it. Yep. Like he said, and just fix it. So that is my plan. And so I, I think I'm going to approach her with the single door option. We try out a different method. We see what works. Even if we try the back of the door first, so that's not as obvious and we can go from there. So I think a little trim, a little, a little putty, a little caulk, yeah. some good paint. It'll be fine. And just charge her like X amount per door to yeah. straighten them out. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. charge her to hang them again. <laughs> I, I also think that once she sees how much you care, because you really do. This you, is true. You want. I want to make you happy. Great. Yeah, you're not a hack, man. Uh, once she sees how much you care, which she may already have a little little idea, uh, I think it's going to go great. So. Appreciate that. The Get words. Uh, the words that I always use with my customers when things start to go wrong, and it could have been that I made a mistake, or, yeah. or I just messed up something, or didn't think, or miscommunication. I would always say, listen, I want to make you happy. Yeah. I want to make you happy. So we're not done here. I'm not quitting. So let's figure this out. How about this? And they'll realize that you're a person that needs to make money. You can't work for free and you'll be fine. I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah, man. Good. Little humility goes a long ways. Give her some whiskey first. 
Get her, <laughs> get her good and liquored up, and then have a long talk with her. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Good. So, Jess, what's yeah, going I, on with you? Oh, well, go ahead. What is it, Colin? No, I was going to distract, man. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up. You go ahead, brother. <laughs> so, what's going on with me? So, um, things are progressing. Um, my wife turned in her thing to work, you know, because so she's coming to work. And I, yeah, you said basically this? a month from now, May 15th, she starts. Yeah, May 15th. So she's, she's going, she's going full time with Jess Build It, huh? She's going full time with Woodworks Tampa Bay and Jess Build It. That is all right, baby. So she will be in charge of all the social media, which will mean that I'll have some, which is good. Hey, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's always a bonus. On I podcast. think you should also make your Jess Build It profile public so that you know people could see it is public isn't it no no uh which one on instagram yeah we have to go in and you have to accept us no and then i can't share any i've tried multiple times to share your stuff on them interwebs for the bench dog podcast and it's like Uh, well this is a private profile you can't share no oh you gotta say it's for the old man yeah Okay, I just changed it. Mm-hmm. So that was originally my personal one, and I guess I had it on private. Mm-hmm. No one oh wants to God. see your private, Jess. So, well, also another reason that I need somebody yeah. that's on my that's doing this stuff. So some of the stuff's coming in. I ordered like phone uh, things to hold my phone to film with like the tripod holders and yep. stuff like that. And some of them like got lost, had to reorder them. So some of them came in today. Um, I got those built-ins that I was really worried about. I got those installed today. So it was 114 inches, the space, right? In his, in his, it's not like his basement, but it's on the ground floor. So the ceilings are actually kind of low because I think the ceilings are like, well, they were 88, between 87 and 88 inches in the room. And I built the cabinets. The tall ones were 84. And we did all this measuring in the shop to make sure that after I built them, that we could tilt them up once we got in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they did, they did fit. That was like goal number one. So then I was like, and I mean, we're talking within like, I mean, it was, you could hear it just like want to touch the sheetrock <laughs> on the ceiling as I went by. So that was good. So we got those in and then we remeasured. I'm like, cause it was exactly 114 from face frame to face frame um, on the cabinets. And so we measured, I measured in several spots. I measured about where the face frames were going to land. And it was just, right on there like one fourteenth and an eighth and you know i measured in several spots but what i didn't measure was down towards the bottom mm-hmm. and too big we we got them in and i got i think i put the two pantries on the one end i got the two pantries on the left end and then or the taller cabinets whatever you want to call them and then i had the two drawer banks and i got the left drawer bank in and we went to put the right drawer bank in and it was tight and remember, you got a quarter inch reveal on either side of the face frame. Yeah. So it should have been a half inch too small. And it was already touching. So we pushed them up against the walls and slid it in. And there was just, it was not going in. So then we pulled it out. I pulled the other one out. We tried putting them in in a different order. Maybe I could slide it against the sheetrock 
even if I damaged the sheetrock a little bit, wasn't going to go. I had, it was a quarter inch too big. It was literally a quarter inch too big. I've had that happen before. It is not so, a fun feeling. It, and this is not, this is like me not taking my own advice, Ross. Yeah. Because you asked me that time and I said, if it's 52, then you make them 50. Yeah, that's correct. And you got an inch of face frame. Well, I didn't, for, for particular reasons, I didn't have that option this time. Mm-hmm. It was going to be 114 or it was going to be like six inches smaller than that. No, you so, could have you could have made it 112 uh, <laughs> and had a, a one inch filler no, strip be, on either no, side. Be, no, we just no, had this no, discussion. Because, no, because of the cabinets. The cabinets came in a, in, in a pre. They were already pre sized. Uh, I didn't get to pick that right. So you're saying it's so the it either jumps trades from, fault. Correct. Yeah, the prior correct. trade is the one who messed it up. So anyway, so anyway, I said, you know what? We're going to sit here and screw around with this for, I said, I need a quarter inch, Dave, because that's the other guy. His, he's from Indiana. Actually, I call him Hoosier most of the time. But I said, I said, Hoosier, we got to, let's just, let's just cut the face frame. And I was like, we got the track saw. I was like, track saw is God's gift. And I was like, let's take an eighth off the left center side of the, the, the thing It'll leave enough meat so the face frame stays nice and glued to the to the box, and we'll do we'll do both. We'll take off a quarter, and by the time I'm done, I'm probably about five sixteenths, honestly, because it's going to be a heavy yeah. heavy eighth. Pulled it out, undid some screws, took them outside, took all the drawers out, laid it down, cut them off perfectly straight with my beautiful Makita track saw, God's gift to carpenters everywhere, any track saw, and. Popped right in. So tight, mind you, on both sides. How tight I didn't even was have it? to put fillers. It was so tight, I didn't even have to put fillers. I wish I had a good retort for that. Um <laughs> the 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 is a frog's butt watertight. Is that one? It was um <laughs> it was perfect. I didn't even have to put filler strips. That's awesome. It was literally exactly the exact same size at that point in the wall. So All's going good. I had my walnut top that I made, which was just absolutely perfect. And um, it was interesting, too, because we put clear coat on both sides. Like, remember, I was telling you, you try to do both at the same time so it doesn't warp. And it had bowed up at one point. And I was kind of worried about it. But I I needed one more coat, and I sanded it and put another coat of clear on it. And it was flat by the time. So I guess maybe just from the adding some moisture to it did from it, the clear coat did it bow more like bo jackson or bo derrick more like a blazed potato chip that's what it was, uh, was shooting for. like a pringle but mm, then it yeah but then it laid down flat mm. it laid down flat there you go so the funny thing is too is she goes is this walnut i said yeah this is walnut and she goes well this top we bought over here from etsy and so they bought the thing from etsy did i tell you about this he had one of those adjustable height desks no and so they bought an adjustable height desk, you know, like the electric ones yeah. that you can stand at it. It's electric. Just, just <laughs> right. Simple deal. So the the base came from Amazon when they ordered it on Etsy. Huh. And the top came from that guy, which is kind of smart. You know, he just has Amazon handle the shipping. Yeah. That top was not walnut. Shipping. It was either monkey pot or acacia. I mean, to me, that's what it looks like. Hmm. It was pretty. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was a pretty top and it was an inch and a half thick, but it was not walnut. There's so the no base way. came topless? <clears throat> the base came 
topless. Yes, the white base came topless. Hmm. And nice. So anyway, I cut. <laughs> after all that, I was worried that the top was going to fit, so I cut the top, and it slid. Within, you couldn't even fit a, a business card on either side of it, so that slid in. So then it had glass shelves that went above that. Well, guess what? what? I cut a quarter of an inch off the middle and shrank it all in. And so now the glass shelves don't fit. Were they and tempered glass? Okay. You know, I don't know what. Probably not. But um, the cabinets, when I got them level, were an inch away from the wall at the top uh, on either side. It was just huge gap that tapers down to nothing. So I said, listen, you know, I, I don't think you're going to live with this. So we're just going to make some pieces of trim to fill that in. And then I'll have them recut the shelves to adjust for like an inch and a half of trim, like three quarters on either side. Yeah. And then I can fill that hole and all that. But that's it. We we started filling in the walls at the shop around the, uh, the carport thing so that we've got like a covered area. What do you, what do you fill them in with? Are you going old school with like newspaper? Two by six walls. So that no, like two by six, two by six walls. Oh, I thought it'd be cool that like you know, fifty years from now, somebody's going to open it up and be like, "What was happening in 2023? They still had newspapers." It's true. We could stuff. I usually write my name somewhere on everything hidden somewhere. Yeah. Or we could do strings of cans all the way around. I've always so you guys to can do talk that. to each other through the cans. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. There you go. But I wonder the, when. Uh, new- Newspaper is going to officially die. It's pretty close to it right now. I know. I mean, there's probably five to ten more years, and newspaper as a print medium will be dead, and everything will go 100% digital. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, But I had an aha moment the other morning, so we started. I had a really hard time. Did you take on me? You're killing me. Take on me. Tapcons do not hold an asphalt. Just a little tip for everybody. Did you say Tapcons do not hold asphalt? In asphalt. That's because asphalt is granular. Well, yeah. It's something. So (laughs) I looked up what an asphalt anchor looks like, and it's nothing like any kind of bolt or anything. What were you you drilling into asphalt for? I told you what I was drilling asphalt for. I was trying to close in that back, and it's asphalt. Oh, okay. And I just need to kind of sort of hold it. It didn't have to be anything like super duper, but it ain't working. So what do you and have to big, what do you have to utilize then? Bigger bolts and glue. I've been gluing it all down in bigger bolts just to hold it down long enough for the glue to dry. Um, and do you put, I got some do you have to put like con- or asphalt Elmer's. like? tar underneath it no i used um some super duper gorilla stuff that sticks to anything and it's sticking to it but i have to get it to stay down long enough for the glue to dry um the other problem is it's a pressure treated bottom plate so the pressure treated it's wet yep so it's not drying real fast but I, we'll get through it. it it'll be fine it'll be strong it'll be super strong by the time i'm done with it but anyway i was thinking as i was walling this in and i'm not done of course i barely got started on it we're buying that cnc i have to get the cnc through this correct in like a month mm. and a half and i almost 
made it too small to be able to get too small yeah so i was like oh yeah and i was like what if we ever move out of here (laughs) which we probably will yeah you know or at least move some of that equipment out and move it to a different place. Are you, you going to have like a roll top garage door on that or? Yeah, there's a, well, there's a roll top garage door on in under the carport. So I'm just going to make like two, I'm going to leave that part off until the CNC gets delivered. And then I'm going to put, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Like I'm going to do two. I think I'm going to do two four foot doors and then a panel that like is removable. Okay. So after we get that in and then I'll have two four foot doors for when we get deliveries and stuff and you'll have like, or maybe like three and a half, like I have a seven foot wide opening, but I don't have to seal it in before we get the CNC there. That's not that big a deal. True story. So anyway, I figured out a way to make it structurally sound off that carport and um, yeah, it's going to be nice. Cool. It's going to be really nice. It's just slow, slow going and hot Mm -hmm. and buggy. That happens in Florida. Florida. It happens in Florida. Although it was cool and blue, it was cool today. It was in the seventies today. It was nice. Mm-hmm. So that my laptops came in. I got a good deal on those. I told you about that the other day. You did. Um, I got some really good laptops. I found on Amazon, and they did that thing where like there's one left, and then you buy it, and then there's still one, and then you buy that one, and then now the price the price went up after the second one. Hmm. But I was able to get two at the save me about eight hundred bucks. Oh wow, pretty so, solid. Yeah. And I bought some camera stuff and, and uh, bought a big printer, one of those EcoTank printers. Yep. You already put the things in that holds big paper so I can make like templates and stuff with it. And nice. Oh, moving no along. Yeah, moving along. Very cool. So That's when cool. is... You don't need the templates anymore once you got a CNC though. Well, I might do some things like on a bandsaw and stuff like that or just print out... Um, printouts for um like we're going to be selling those cabinets online and i'm going to have spreadsheets and stuff that i'm going to need to print out that we're actually going to use and like write on and use for notes and stuff and i have some other ideas but yeah that's true once you have a cnc you don't necessarily need to print too much stuff are you going to with the cnc get the attachment to use a razor blade so you can cut like cardboard or acrylic plotter what like a plotter? Is that what you're talking about? No, there's so for CNCs you can get this attachment that goes where your spindle would go that literally holds a razor blade at a point. It's a, it's a drag blade. Yeah, a drag blade. And then you can what? Yeah, and you can go around How and do like you know about this stuff? What is going and then on? you can like cut out whatever template you need and it does it perfectly with the CNC. And you yeah, have you a make vacuum like, table holding it down. Uh, like 0.01 deep and um and cut stuff out. I I've never done that with my CNC. Uh Crystal can do that on acrylic with her. Oh, the cricket machine. It's not, it, it's not a. It's not a cricket. It's the silhouette. Mm. But, well, you know what I'm talking about with a plotter, right? You know what a plotter is, like the stuff they use to cut vinyl. Yeah. Shapes out like for vinyl signs. That's a plotter. It's got like a little razor blade on the end in it. Yeah. Does it super fast? But no, I've never heard of that. I did not know they made that for a CNC. Mm-hmm. I've heard about the laser thing that you were talking about. Lasers. Lasers are pretty yeah. sweet. You can even put a Sharpie on a, a CNC, too. True story. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. And then that. it could draw freaking sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> on their head. <laughs> can hands. a CNC draw a picture of a CNC? Yes. Uh, no, no, that's actually impossible. It doesn't doesn't work like that. Well, it'll go back in time or something? Uh, it's Inception. Boom, boom. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, so I don't know exactly what CNC we're buying yet. Uh, he, he hasn't really told me. He's taken his second contractor's test this week. So I haven't touched him. I haven't talked to him. He's been studying. Um, Do you often so, touch your boss? Uh, that is no. quite the pause there. Often? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to define often. I don't know. Define touch. <laughs> like, what what's going on here? <laughs> That's the more then, important question here, Jess. See, on that note, I'm gonna get out of here. Never, so. I never <laughs> touch. One, right? I never, right. I never touch my boss. Okay, no. super. That's the better answer. He's one of those guys that just like don't bother me. Just take care of it. Like just whatever. Okay. He's like here. His text I will be like, "Go do this," and it could be like, "Go put a roof on this house," and I'm like, "Okay." And then whatever I have to do or whatever I need to do to go do it, then I'll go do it. He doesn't ask how long it's gonna take. It's great. He's fantastic. Hmm. So just in case his wife was listening to this. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, my sister's been listening to this. She's like, I'm so proud of you. She's listened to every episode. I, so I wanted to All comment right. on that. I wanted to say first and foremost, we have added more followers, which is fantastic. So thank you to all of the new listeners out there. Um, whoop, whoop. We are very close to actually the next episode. We should be able to start accepting uh patreon and or what have you we haven't signed up for any of it because you have to have five episodes mm. total first but we are up to um uh 40 audience members uh, which hey, per right. per episode yeah. uh and we are spanning still between the united states and india but we are at almost a 50 50 split of male versus female so to all the ladies out in the crowd thank you very much to the gentleman yeah, out there. Th th thanks for tuning in for me. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. Gals. <laughs> yep. To all the fellas out in the crowd, we kind of expected you to be here. Uh, so thank you for that. And we hope you guys and ladies are enjoying. So, yeah. uh, oh, I also for next week, um, we're doing the interview next week. We are doing an interview next week. Yeah. And that was what I so, was going to lead into. But take the reins, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured I would just cut you off and uh, yeah, do it myself. Don't but, flip him off. So, yeah, next week, um, uh, well, let's leave a surprise who he is. But he is a very fine detail worker. I am looking forward to him and Jess battering about wood species and endangered. Is, uh, is your wife going to be joining as well? She could. I mean, as well. yeah, I mean, my wife's going to have to start joining, too. At some point, we'll, we'll have to have them on. But let's start out with our first guest coming yeah. next week. So episode number five yeah. will obviously be a fantastic one. So um, before we, we wrap things up, obviously, that is big news. Episode five, we'll have our first guest. I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of go around and see not only what the nugget would be from each of us, but then also to give the whiskey of the week. Yes. I so, was going to remind you. Yeah. So, uh, Jess, do you want to start out with a nugget for this week? A good nugget. Never. Anytime you're doing something that's going to go in place, always see if you can wait to measure it until after you're done. What? What? For instance... Wait, so for instance, the glass shelves. Yes. I went ahead and had them cut. Ah, it's going to be this size. There's no problem. It's not going to be a problem. They'll fit right in. But you can't change a glass shelf after. At least I can't. So I have to take it someplace. If they are not tempered glass, you can just take them to like yeah. Lowe's and they'll cut them shorter. 
But if they are oh, tempered I, glass, you cannot do that. They'll shatter. Right. Well, I got them from Largo Glass, so we'll see that they're a glass company. I don't think he said they were tempered, so they're just thick. But thick yeah, always just just like give yourself take your own advice. Like don't make anything everything so tight. Give yourself room to wiggle room measure twice cut once i don't know something along those lines but don't try to think you can figure it all out before you get there leave some of it up to to doing it on the on the on the fly while you're there on site on site yeah yeah god you should have seen how many tools i had out today just to put in some cabinets oh my god (laughs) how about you colton what do you got for a nugget all right mine is make friends with your ups guy (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's so fair. so you know i'm shipping majority of these cornhole boards ups and i can't tell you how many times like i know exactly how many minutes it takes me exactly 10 minutes to get to the ups store and the overnight truck leaves at 6 p.m and which they do stay open until 6 30 but uh the, the truck leaves at 6 p.m. And you got to get there before then. Even if the truck hasn't left yet and you get there at 6.01, it's not getting on the truck. Well, especially because it's an 84-pound enormous box of cornhole Can boards. you not schedule when you have that many going out? Can you not schedule a pickup? Oh, I have. You just have to be ahead of schedule to do that. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which at this point, uh, we were able to do some more pickups. But, yeah. But on those times where it's like, 5:55, and I'm speeding over to UPS and pull up the phone. Luckily, I, I, I'm friends with most of the UPS staff. The other ones, they don't like me very much. The ones that are there consistently, I, I, I can tell when they have a new person in. Actually, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, oh, you're temporary, aren't you? Hey, I'm cool. Yeah, nice to meet you. But yeah, make friends with them because you know there's been a time or two where I'm like, man. Can I please get there at 6.02 and please get this box in? And they're like, okay, okay. Hush, hush. Let's go. And yeah, they know me at this point. And yeah, so make friends with UPS guys. It helps out a lot when you're in bind. Okay. Good job. Okay. Uh, mine, my nugget for any woodworker out there, whether they are new or uh, the old soul in the game is as my t-shirt says, or the shirts that I've given out, do it right, whatever it takes. And so in that, I mean, two things. Number one, I took the time to build the ePay bench correctly and all the other projects I built for that same customer. And literally every time I go to that customer's house, within a week or two, I get a call for a new project for that same customer. It has been awesome because I focus on the details. I make sure it's done right. On the other side, these doors that I have to redo, I'm going to go back. I'm going to work with this customer and make sure that it's done right because this customer talks to other people who word of mouth travels faster than you know. And oh, yeah. your reputation is is all you have. And so if you're doing shoddy work or you're not treating people well, it's going to resonate faster than you can speak to customers. So mm-hmm. my advice would be do it right. Make sure it's done right. Even if you have to go back, we will figure out the payment terms. We will figure out what happens, but we're going to make sure that it's done right. So take the time to make sure you do things right. And um, 
Whatever yeah. it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 That's motivating. Yeah. Yeah. So every time. Now on to the whiskey of the week. Yeah. Uh, I am actually going to throw one at you, not only because I work for the company, because but because it is amazing whiskey. Uh, I'm going to throw out our flagship Old Elk blended straight bourbon. And the reason I'm throwing it at you, it is typically a 45-ish dollar, maybe 50 on the high end um, bourbon, but it has 34% malted barley, which makes it drink a little bit like a single malt as well. So it kind of bridges the gap between your single malt scotches and your bourbons. You can drink it straight up. You can put it in a cocktail. It's awesome either way. So that's my whiskey of the week. And I will have some more amazing nuggets for everybody moving forward. Uh-huh. All right. And they distribute to Houston, right? We are in all 50 states. Hell yeah. So right now, right now, you can go to any liquor <laughs> store in any state. And if they don't have it for you, they can get it for you within the next typically 48 to 72 hours. Hmm. So yeah, it's a big Texas size 10, four good buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. You'll have to explain to us how you got with them one day. I would love to do that. That's a, that'll be a fun discussion and maybe we'll have some other whiskey aficionados on this podcast to discuss that as well. Yeah. We you also know, need to talk about y'all's bands again. That got lost in the, we, uh, we, yeah, you just glazed area. over that. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. Don't worry. Band yeah. of the week and the whiskey of the week. Yeah, the band of the week we could try. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. be something we we come up with. Now, for... I will say that I did appreciate very much your playlist of the week. I thought wow, that was yeah. pretty sweet. That was so. I awesome. think that should be you guys do your whiskey thing, and then we can each do a playlist of the week because. The metal Disney was the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my that entire was, that was awesome. freaking life. I'm Dude. still listening to it. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm because like I don't listen to music much anyway. But I was like, this intrigues. Oh me. my god! And so I was like, dun, yeah, dun, 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 like yeah. yeah so so for I, all I love metal. I, I threw up this uh, on our story. Um, it's a Disney metal covers. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, we're talking Lion King, Little Mermaid, the Frozen one, Let It Go. That one oh my gosh, hard. it was amazing. Oh, oh, it's the amazing. Uh, Halloween ones. Um, this is stuff. Halloween. This is Halloween. Yeah. yeah. My heart. Oh, and so oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> From Mulan. But yes, that that one. Yes. I, I uh, never knew there was even such a thing. How'd you find that? Oh, someone. We went like, down a rabbit looking... hole. Or something yeah i had sent you i you? had told you about some disney covers that were punk rock and you probably those. went down the metal rabbit hole from there oh, you'll there have to go. send me the 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 disney punk rock ones because i'd like to hear that okay well i think in all honesty what we should do is each of us take like a, a monday wednesday friday and post either as a post on our instagram or in the stories what the playlist of the week from each of us should be I know I'd be idea. into it because I love it. me some music. So, yeah. Oh, once we got burnout on the metal, though, we went to the big booty mix. I do you enjoy that. a big booty mix. Big booty mix is pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hour long mashups, but apparently they do shows when they release each new big booty mix. Really? But I was like, yeah, we should go uh, get some fuzzy boots and uh, put a little electric tape over our nipples and do the rave thing. Whoa, okay. All right. One step yeah. at a time. Let's, yeah, let's and Jess, you're going to dust off those fuzzy boots, man. Let's go. Oh, God, my Uggs. I will actually yeah. post uh, this evening 
a playlist from me for the week. So if you want, I'll take Mondays, and you guys can figure out who takes Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> you we each it. have a new playlist of the week. On the Bench Dogs. On the Bench Insta- Dogs podcast Instagram feed. For the, So for those of you who you are not it. following us, make sure you follow us on all the different social platforms. Really, we're just on Instagram. Uh, but you can follow us there. You can follow all of our own social handles, obviously, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And if you didn't catch on earlier, Jess is going by Jess underscore Build It. That's his personal page. And Woodworks Tampa Bay, which you heard us talk about before, is his business page. And business is good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, I think that should be a good point beast. for all of us to uh, sign off on this episode, unless you gentlemen have anything else you want to cover. Yeah. Um, I do, but we'll save it for the next podcast. I like no, it. No, I, I, I'm really looking forward to next week um, inter- interviewing our mystery guest. Uh, yeah. yeah, he seems it's like gonna it be seems cool. interesting. Yeah, oh, I'll give you. I'll give the listeners one hint. So he does specialize in building recurve bow and arrows, or yeah, bows. I think he makes the arrows too, but he seemed pretty knowledgeable when we. It, Ask him the question on the arrow question. Um, uh, who, who asked that question, Ross? Uh, that would have been Chris from Uncle Bones Workshop. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're going to super answer his question and do a whole interview about it. Love it. It's very Love interesting. It. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, with that in mind, as we send off the ball of Jess, Holton, and Ross, this has been the Beat Around the Bench podcast. We hope you guys enjoy what you've listened to. Be sure to follow us each on Instagram and all of our social feeds. So with that in mind, everyone have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you soon.